0: All right, beautiful. Three, two, one, action. (laughs) Hey, up guys it's deacon greg back with the two beers deep podcast um excuse all their and the noise and the whatnot i'm still trying to figure out the new mic stand because why would anything
1: work the very first That's time still a work in progress beautiful. it always is and we always get the wrong one and, uh, <laughs> screw it
0: um so what's up greg
1: not much, man. How you been? You you off your deathbed or are you still kinda yeah, like I'm still kinda sick, but I'm better. I'm
0: definitely better than I
1: was, but mm. still not perfect. But... Yeah, I'm amazed you didn't get me sick. I went through that entire <laughs> weekend like fresh as a daisy, so thank I you don't for that. Know what happened? That was mm. a weird one, man. But no, um yeah.
0: so we're fresh off of the Max Flick interview. Um I think it went really well. Yeah, I really Mac- enjoyed Max. Max did, you, did a great
1: man. job, man. He really did. Yeah, thank you again,
0: Max, for being on, buddy. Um that actually, as of right now, is our most listened to episode, which is cool. Um, I think it got 32 views in or in the first day, which was outstanding and awesome. And and uh, we can't thank Max enough for being on again. Yeah.
1: So yeah, Max definitely is uh, pushing his interview and uh, definitely helping us like get our audience and expanded too. So much uh, appreciated to him. Hell yeah!
0: Mm-hmm. All right, um, so let's just get into it. Um, I first want to obviously talk about the mock draft that we did, and we <laughs> did it. It was me, you, and then um. And then Dre, who's a buddy of mine, Andre Fry, who is now on Thoughts on the Bench as kind of just an NFL and draft analyst. He's going to be helping out with the NFL next season as well, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, All the help we can get, man. Yeah, 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 of course. And it's just uh, a guy that wanted to uh, be a part of it. And we appreciate his input and his knowledge on it. Um, So let's just, I mean, let's just walk through it a little bit. We all... Some of the picks that we all kind of agreed on, except for you, you think Saquon Barkley should be the first player taken.
1: Best player in the draft, period. And you know I'm going to be preaching that. Yeah, but running
0: backs never go first overall, so. Mm,
1: I wouldn't take a quarterback first overall. With this group, I would tell you that right now. Mm, I mean, you would not have taken Jared Goff first overall. No, I wouldn't. and I'm You wouldn't have
0: taken any of those que- I mean, Well,
1: uh, well I mean, Wentz, I could have made an argument for it, but I would not have taken off first overall. I even thought the Rams made a bad pick. But, I mean, what do I know? All nothing. They needed, all they needed was the right coach. Who you I know nothing. Mm-mm. Uh, so let's talk. All right, so
0: just looking at it, obviously, <clears throat> some notable ones. Me and Dre both have Sam Darnold from USC going to the Browns at one. Uh, you have Darnold then going to to the Giants. I have Rosen and Dre has Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. Which one of those? I mean, I know it's a mock draft, and it was the first one we did. Mm -hmm. Personally, hindsight twenty twenty, Barkley probably might go there because that's how you get the most out of an Eli Manning career.
1: I also don't see Rosen going to the Giants just because like the way I'm thinking about it, like Gettleman, their new GM, kind of strikes me as someone who likes to keep things like kinda You know, low-key and in check, and with Rosen's kind of, I don't want to say off-field or boisterous problems, but I just think that he. Gettleman isn't going to want that
0: in his organization. So. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And there's always questions about Rosen on the field, off the field. Mm-hmm. If he actually enjoys football, this and that. Yeah.
1: Um, and if they truly think that Eli's going to be staying for at least two more years, it wouldn't hurt to get someone to actually be a reliable power back. Because when Eli was at his best, it's when he had guys like Brandon Jacobs and them behind him to kind of you know ease the pressure off of him. Well, the they haven't had like a decent back since Tiki. Like and yeah, I guess decent
0: is... the wrong word, but a, a, like changing career back. Um, so I I have Barkley going four to Cleveland. You have Mika Fitzpatrick there, as does Dre. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I love that for Fitzpatrick in Cleveland because I – I not to say that I hated uh, the Dribble Peppers pick. I just think that he he's not in your typical safety. I just think he's just too much of like a hybrid type of guy. He would be better. He's, he's like too a, small for, he to remi- be himself. He reminds me of Mark Barron. Almost okay. like when Barron kind of came out, like first off, Barron went high. I remember when they drafted him, but um Barron was like, uh he was drafted as a safety, but he played more like a linebacker. So they brought him up and I think he's kind of been, been more of like the undersized linebacker type, but that's what I kind of look at when I see peppers. And I think they need that. They need that smart, you know, boundary home run guy that can cover the center field for you. And that's, and that's, I, I think and that's
0: Patrick by far is the best, uh, Mm. defensive back in this draft. Oh, easily. Um, So let's look at some other ones. I mean, let's look at... um, So I have, at the Jets, we all have quarterbacks taken, and they're all different quarterbacks. Dre has Josh Allen, I have Baker Mayfield, and you have Josh Rosen. Mm -hmm. Um, Who do you think fits best with the Jets right now? Because they are a surprisingly decent franchise this past year. Um, We thought they would get the first or second pick, and and they actually had a decent year.
1: Yeah, um, looking at the three guys that... I think that we all mocked Alan is the one that I'm not really crazy about just kind of because when I'm looking at the Jets I feel like Alan needs to be with someone who can kind of carry the love for his... him yeah. mentor him yeah I mean I mean not not to bash like Josh McCown or anything it's just like I don't know if McCown's the one that you want learning behind I wouldn't mind that actually yeah I mean it's I mean as it's a been dra- in the league for 22 years yeah I guess it's, <laughs> like, yeah uh, the entire McCown family line too um but, no, I, I mean, I think Josh Allen gives you the best potential. But if you want someone to make an impact because the Jets need that for an offense, I think Rosen or Mayfield is the one to go. Um, yeah,
0: I think they're both more ready to take that team now.
1: And, honestly, for me, if, if, if Baker Mayfield becomes a
0: Jet, um, I think it's perfect. I think it is the perfect matchup. I think you have a young Jamal Adams. You got Leonard uh, Williams on that line. Yeah. They have so much talent and so much ability – and I think if Baker comes into New York, I I, I just feel like out of all the areas, because you have, so you have Baker Mayfield falling to the Cardinals, yeah. which would be, I mean, they need a
1: quarterback. I think that's the, I think that's kind of like the sweet spot for a quarterback because I know the the Cardinals need a quarterback. Like, yeah. And, and, and it's by. definitely going to be,
0: so, and Dre has the bills taking Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. both of those places are going to be start now. Right. Um, if I have Baker, I, I'm putting him in now. I mm-hmm. think he is is he's probably the most ready right now to lead a team. Like, Rosen's probably athletically the best thrower. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen probably needs to work behind someone. Sam Darnold, I think, will come out as the best quarterback in this draft. Right. Um, Lamar Jackson's going to be a huge project. But for me, Baker's the guy that I'm like, all right, I have a Jets team that's young, hungry. We were supposed to lose all the games, and they did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going Baker Mayfield.
1: See, when you say that, though, it kind of makes it sound like that Mayfield is the most pro-ready. And I, I, and I'd it, argue it's, that. It's hard for me to kind of picture that because when I look at Mayfield, I, I see someone who, who who takes a lot of chances, and I get that. He's, he kind of strikes me as like the dynamic that you do with Carson Wentz, where Wentz is the guy that you know will try to win no matter mm-hmm. what. And I get that He'll mindset. He'll lose you a game trying to win you a game. Right. I think that's the kind of the same mindset you could get from Mayfield. but And I it, like that for the Jets right now. Because they're they're okay. If
0: the Jets next season win six games, I think they're okay with that as long as the team um, right. looks good. And with May and um, Jamal Adams in that secondary, that looks really nice right
1: mm-hmm. now. Um, Robbie Anderson had a tremendous year. Yeah. I think they, they need to really work on their running game because I I mean Matt Forte is definitely like well past his prime. And yeah, I like below pow. I feel like they hate him and um, yeah. And uh, McGuire had a decent. First I year. do. I did like McGuire actually. He had a decent, decent end of the, his rookie season, yeah. so I could see big things from him. So let's look at the first receiver that we all and
0: where they are. So I have um, Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. going to the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> Dre has Cortland Sutton out of SMU going to the Bears. Oh, and your man. first uh, wide receiver was Calvin Ridley as well, but to the Redskins. Right. The reason I went,
1: I actually wanted to take him for the Bears. And but you I,
0: took Denzel Ward, who's probably the second-best DB, best corner right, of
1: the draft. Right, right. My, my mindset that I kind of looked at it was like, okay, I like Ridley here for the Bears, but I feel like it's a bit high for him. And I think that the Bears could probably, you know, I think they would rather worry about building that secondary before they kind of dip into the receiver. Yeah, but bowl. they
0: had, I mean, and, and not the secondary, but they have a decent defense enough that they, um like if you look at the Bears' strengths right now, their run game, their linebacker core. Those are probably be their two biggest strengths. Now, their offensive line isn't terrible, and no. Trubisky had a decent rookie year. Right. But, I mean, really, that wide receiver core might be one of the worst, if not the worst, in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I, I can um, agree with that. I could actually – Bears do have cap space, though, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them go up yeah, with some guys like, like Jarvis Landry or Allen Robinson or someone like that. So, But, oh, my God, when I saw Dre had Cortland Sutton number eight, I um, – Yeah, <laughs> oh I mean, in, 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 he, he has Calvin Ridley going right after, and Cortland Sutton has
0: shown flashes of – capability of being great, but Calvin Ridley has the numbers to back it up, and I think he is just going to be... And none of these guys, I think, are going to be the greatest receiver of all time. No. But I think it's Calvin Ridley is in group one, and Cortland Sutton and um, Christian Kirk and all those guys are like group two B. Right. Like, they just
1: aren't the same... They're not blue chip. No. Calvin Ridley has everything mentally you want in a wide receiver. He... He might not have the size, and their quarterback didn't throw this year at Alabama. No, he might not have the size to be like the the go to guy, but he's definitely somewhat. He's like a Jarvis Landry type, I think. Okay. I think that I think that's a good comparison for him with Cortland Sutton. I think everyone's too distracted by the size that yeah. they can't like look at the past that like he didn't take over games.
0: No, yeah, and, and the, SMU normally doesn't, and and he got um, kind of got taken away in a couple games. Yeah, like, if you look at him play, Mike or, I think it's Mike Hughes um out of UCF mm-hmm. they matched up a couple games this year and, and Hughes just outshined it
1: right and that's it's I mean that's not something that you want I mean Mike Hughes is also a perennial first round pick this year I didn't have oh, yeah I didn't have him in my mock because I was still kind of like feeling it out because I kind of eh, I don't know if I like Hughes just yet but I my my opinion will probably change up this guy when I come by so
0: other receiver, I mean we I have Cortland Sutton going um where do I have him at I, I know have, you have him going 24th to the Panthers. Oh, I have Cortland Sutton going 25th to the Tennessee Titans, and I have Christian Kirk from Texas A&M going to the Panthers. There, why do you like Sutton for the Panthers?
1: Um, I'm looking at their the way that their offense is built right now. Um, Cam Newton is going to be kind of relying on McCaffrey as like the as like an H back guy to like come out of the backfield, mm-hmm. and they also have the right now their receiver core. I'd say their top two guys are Funchess and <laughs> probably Greg, well, not counting Greg Olson. Not counting Greg yeah. Olson. Greg Olson is the, their number one He's option. their seam route. He's there everything. He's their everything. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at the receiver core. Funches kind of came on strong at the end of last year because he was kind of forced to because of Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, we still have no idea what's going on Yeah, I was going just going to say I like him, but so, I don't know how well he Yeah, kinda... so, so I'm, like, thinking about it, and I'm kind of like – Christian Kirk kind of reminds me of Samuel to an extent. I feel like for Sutton – I understand like, his size is going to be the thing that everyone's going to be looking at, but I, I think the Panthers need to take a chance on that because he's different from the other offensive weapons that they have it's, right he's, now. He's
0: not similar to Funchess in style. Mm. Res- I mean, he uh, that's the reason I picked Christian Kirk is because Kirk offers um, some Tedgin-esque speed that Cam really thrived on his MVP year.
1: I see Christian Kirk more as like a guy that you're going to put on punt or kickoff returns. Well, to yeah, start and, him, To start yeah, himself yeah. off because I could see that and then kind of work his way into the starting field. Sutton, I feel like, is going to be someone that you're going to put on the offense right away and you're not going to have him like do all the rest of that stuff. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, it, it's like give and take with that. And then, you, like you said, it's like 2B when pairing the two together. Yeah. So.
0: so, there's two more things I want to touch on um, on the draft. The other one would be um, the number of running backs you have in the first round. Uh, Greg and I or surprised you, didn't I? Well, you know what, Dre and I only have Saquon Barkley as th- that's the only running back we both have. Mm-hmm. You have um Barkley going one to the Browns. Mm-hmm. You have Darius Geis, who I think could sneak in at the first round, going to the Packers. I think Geis, which is, I think is Geis, very... yeah, Geis is going to blow up the combine. I think. Yeah, true, true, but Geis to the Packers? Why? When?
1: Um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams had
0: great years. Uh,
1: I, I don't know, because the way I'm looking at this, like when you came into the beginning of last year with Ty Montgomery as your number one running back, I, I feel like that kind of says a lot about your running back depth right there. And I, I'm looking at it, I I like Jamal Williams, but I feel like when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and keeping him healthy and keeping that offense flowing – Rodgers, I think, would function a lot better if you had someone that you can rely on in that backfield to, you know, take pressure off of him. Because Rodgers is a gunslinger. We all know that. I, I would argue he is the best quarterback in the NFL. I'd say most talented. Most talent. Okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like,
0: as in putting the ball on a dime because he's literally keeping that organization,
1: right the jobs of everyone there. Right, and, and the way I'm just looking at it is, like, I feel like guys would be a great fit for that offense. And do I understand that they have two talented backs? Yes, I do. But us it three? It's a Ty Montgomery actually. It's See, pretty... that's the other thing too. When if Ty Montgomery is no longer if they don't have to rely on Montgomery as the running back, they could keep him what they drafted him as like a receiver.
0: I think he's just their running back now. You know what I mean? Like I think they're set in stone on it, but let's look at so you have Ronald Jones the 2nd coming out at um 16 to the Ravens, and then you have Sonny Mike, or Michelle
1: so, Michelle, yeah. The finishing off for the Eagles. So, so touch on those two, because I think they're both
0: first-round talent, but I don't agree with the Sonny one at
1: all. Okay, so the Ronald Jones one I like a lot, because the way I look at the Ravens' offense, um, first off, Danny Woodhead, um, we don't know what could have been, because yep. he was hurt the majority of the year. Um, Ronald Jones kind of strikes me as basically... The younger version of Danny Woodhead except I think he's more explosive okay I like that fit there and I can't trust Alex Collins to be my primary back because yes did he have wow. some he had some good moments he had great moments wait a good year he had a good year but he was very inconsistent with how he handled the rock and that's something that's gonna be something that John Harbaugh is not gonna be okay with especially because you can't trust Joe Flacco to be the one to win you a football game yeah you're not wrong
0: and then I mean okay so in a backfield with JGI LeGarrette Blunt and
1: Corey Clemens you're drafting a first round well, pick. Well, here's my here's my thought. The well, here's my thought process behind it. Um I didn't know if LeGarrette Blunt I I thought LeGarrette Blunt was a free agent after this year.
0: Probably. I'm just going off yeah. what they have now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So like I, I went with that premise and I was kind of looking at okay, you have JGI, Corey Clement and if Darren you got Sproul's back. Is that Darren Sproles is back, really? I don't know if he's going to retire, but he is
0: still on the team, and he is coming. I mean, he, he's going to be still on the team. Now, if he comes back
1: and plays, that's a different conversation. But as of right now, he's still on the okay. team. I think what was something that really helped the Eagles moving forward, and trust me, this is going to change. This is just my first one, people, so... Don't worry about Not it. But, yeah, but like the way I'm looking at it, one of the most underrated things that definitely helped Nick Foles and Carson Wentz throughout the year was just the depth that they had at the running back situation, just like how the defense looked great because of the depth they had at defensive line. They were constantly able to get production from him because you had fresh bodies going there. If you have one running back that is probably walking, because I think LeGarrette Blunt is a free agent, you can have J.H.I., who could be the pounder, that would take over for Blunt. You could have Corey Clement, who is a – Another change of pace type of guy, and then Sony Michelle could be your home run hitter, and that's one thing too. Like Cl- Michelle and Nick Chubb, for that instance, were both so good at Georgia, and they were very underappreciated amongst like this entire scouting combine. So no, I agree. I, I just I, think I
0: think Corey Clement is gonna get a chance, and I think right now their number one is Jay and if they can keep Jay and Corey Clement and whoever else they have to 11 carries each a game, mm-hmm. they will. Like they don't care that Ajayi is one of the most talented guys. They'll keep him as low as they can, um, numbers wise, mm-hmm. and just have that offensive line do work. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is obviously the Steelers pick. We all have <laughs> safety Ronnie Harrison out of Alabama. There's two things I worry about with us all having that, and is because well, I guess three things. So okay, the, the most obvious is that the Steelers never take a secondary guy <laughs> like they took Artie yeah. burns
1: but they, they don't ever take the safety or anything like that and and that was like first off when when Artie burns got drafted by them we all thought yeah. we all thought first off we thought it was gonna be william jackson yeah we, i was hoping it was as and soon then as he got stole he got stolen right ahead of us and then like immediately when we saw the Artie burns pick go down we were like oh my god it they're reaching felt
0: like a reach and yeah. Artie obviously has been playing okay mm-hmm. um i mean he gets burnt here and there he does but i think he just he has a lot of talent Yeah, especially matched up with Joe Hayden, but... Oh, yeah. So that was the number one thing I was thinking about. The other two things were, one, I sometimes worry about Ronnie Harrison just because he got targeted a decent amount, but he also got saved a lot by Fitzpatrick this season because Mm -hmm. Mika Fitzpatrick was that good that a lot of teams just didn't even try it, Um, and three... I think you can find some safety help later in the draft, and I I feel like the Steelers are going to address inside linebacker here.
1: Okay, yeah. the The popular pick that I've seen safety wise has been, um, especially in like second or third round, has been the guy from Penn State, Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. I I've seen um, I've seen a lot of uh, mock drafts actually I, I've projecting seen him. People say that to the Steelers,
0: they're expecting, and I don't think this will happen, but somebody like a Rashawn Evans from Alabama to, mm-hmm. to fall. Um, if that did happen, I mean, I'd be okay with that. I saw something earlier that Roquan Smith, my fault of the Steelers. Oh I, no. I, I, Roquan I, Smith I, is one of the. He's obviously one of the smaller linebackers,
1: but he's he's a leader of men. Absolutely. If if Roquan Smith fell to the Steelers, it's like oh game god, over. Oh my god! dude. If we had Roquan... oh my game over. I would I would love Malik Jefferson if I trusted his mental acumen. True. I think his physical traits are great for an inside linebacker, but I don't think he's as smart. I also, want uh, there. looking at guys that we
0: have left there, I wouldn't mind um, a big guy in the trenches like De'Aaron Payne is around there for us all. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo Hurst is around there for us all out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, even, like, I know that I have right now um, Josh Jackson from Iowa at the Patriots at 31. Yeah. He's going to go before
1: that. I, I have him significantly higher. I just think that, like, his production at his production at Iowa was really good. He went back for a senior, for a senior year. I'm pretty sure. So like that kind of says a lot as a leader. Yeah. And it also kind of says that like he had a lot to learn and I think he accomplished that at Iowa. I think he's going to, I think it'll be somewhat of a reach because everyone needs secondary help.
0: Was there anyone on this for minor Dre's pick that you were very surprised by besides Cortland Sutton? Cause Bes- that
1: besides Cortland, um, not really, to be honest with you. Um, I, I at first got a little surprised when I saw Dre getting uh, Saquon Barkley at two, but then I kind of thought about it and I was like, you know what, that actually does make sense because the Giants need a running back. So yeah, I think I was, Barkley at two probably I, I will have, happen. Yeah, I was okay with that. Um, no, honestly, I didn't really I didn't really see much from that. Um, I actually thought I was going to have Tremaine Edmonds too high, but then I saw oh, you guys. A physical yeah, but then I saw you guys kind of also had him yeah, in the same you, range, you and I was have like, you know, Edmonds like, going to the Raiders, and we, me and Dre, both have him. Uh,
0: going to the bangles yeah which would be a steal for the bangles there yeah um so i do and i saw something oh um the tight end class i want to talk just real quick about that okay because i have two tight ends getting taken i know i have um, i have dallas godair going to uh, the you have him going to the pats, pats which would yeah. be wow that would be yeah absolute insanity for the patriots to
1: get mm. him he is i mean do you like my logic though why because it's Cause well, like, Gronk might retire, and well, you you were at your best with a two tight end set, right? Like it just kind of makes sense from that from like an offensive perspective. But yeah, it wouldn't hurt like even in case Gronk does decide to retire to have that like nice little luxury piece right there. And I, and it's kind of hard to figure out who's the best tight end in this class, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's for me. I mean, Dre has Mark Andrews from Oklahoma going in the first round. Yeah, that's I. I can't that's see was that was a too. stretch for me a little uh-huh. bit. Just uh-huh. I don't know why, but personally, I have um, it's between Dallas Godert who I have going to the Cowboys um I just don't think that team has any uh skill players aside from Zeke I don't think Dez is the same guy I used to I don't think Bryce Butler is going to be a wide receiver one and I don't like um their core right now so I think a a solid tight end that Witten can kind of teach
1: well here's the thing with that that Witten thing I mean I remember specifically like did you ever see the the Bennett brother documentary no no they, they brought in Martellus Bennett to the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure they dra- they drafted him, and like, and he even flat out said like Jason Witten just didn't didn't help him at all. And I, I'm pretty sure Gavin Escobar did the same thing too.
0: True, but I guess one or two years away from retirement, I feel like Witten will be a different human. Yeah, I mean the Bennett's ended in the league for almost ten like nine years something mm-hmm. like that. If some they draft a tight end, and I plan on playing ten more years, I might be a little different than if I'm like all
1: right, I got a year or two left. Right. Um, but that says a lot about your ego, then, if you are not willing to kind of like you know be well, you someone. a different
0: person you were ten years ago. Valid point. I will <laughs> say that. Yeah. Um, no, I I think it's between Dallas and uh, Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina. Okay. I, I think Hayden Hurst is is a big freak that can run a quality seam route, and mm-hmm. I th- I have him going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, as does Dre actually,
1: which is funny. But <laughs> so, so yeah, lo- okay, so looking at. When you were doing research for your mock draft, and now I was kind of like looking at this too, um, what would you say, like from your perspective, what's the strongest position in this class, and what's the weakest? Okay, yeah, um, I think it's really, I think in terms
0: of weakness, the wide receiver depth is yeah, terrible. no, it's, 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 it's garbage. I think the weakness is gonna be yeah, wide receivers. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are just kind of hit in the middle of like mm-hmm. like I, I like all the receivers, but none of them are world changers. Yeah. I think after after the top I don't know, I think it's pretty deep at quarterback this year because even after the top guys you have a secondary group, um and I, I'm not gonna remember all their names right now, but obviously Mason Rudolph, Lamar yeah. Jackson is kind of in that first second. Mm-hmm. Um you get the guy out of Virginia from, Oh uh the out, out of Richmond. No, I, I can't he was in the senior bowl, he lit it up. Mm-hmm. Um No, I I think the weakest – and I think running back's not the strong one this year. For me, weak is definitely wide receiver um, Hmm. and strength for me. You know what? I see a lot of um, that's outside kind of – linebacker, defensive ends. Okay, um, It could be a little top-heavy. Yeah. But I think that you're going to find some nice
1: depth on the defensive side of the ball, especially on the line. Yeah. Another big strength that I started noticing, too, that I'll probably update this in my next mock draft, I actually kind of noticed that a lot of... It's not a sexy pick by any means, but there's a lot of like interior offensive linemen that are... Very, very good. I like, mean, Quentin Nelson ranks as the second best talent in this draft by right, Barkley, right? But then, like after that, there's also Billy Price. There's um two mm-hmm. guys. Two guys I didn't bring up: uh, James Daniels and Isaiah Wynn. I, yeah, heard Isaiah very, Wynn, Yeah, uh, I've heard very good things about. So I wouldn't be surprised if I they're also it. if they're also like looked at too. So no, I don't have Wynn. I thought mm-hmm. I had Wynn
0: good, but Billy Price and um, Wynn, is he's the one out of Iowa, or no? No, Win's the one out of Georgia. Uh, Daniels is the one out Daniels, of Iowa. Thank you. Yeah, Daniels. Yeah. They're saying could be one of the better centers ever taken in the draft really yeah they they think that i mean he just dominates
1: for iowa and iowa just knows how to breed see that's saying a a lot because a lot of people like billy price is the best center but i mean again i think that there's going to be a lot that could change just moving forward so we shall see
0: yeah so uh and we'll do our next mock draft Either after or during the Combine. Uh, We'll talk about that later. But there will be another mock coming out, obviously, because we're not going to sit by this for the rest of our lives and have that be a No, hell no. (laughs) We
1: are changing this shit. If
0: you guys want to see our drafts, um, please go to thoughtsfromthebench.com. We have it up on uh, tf 2 NFL Mock Draft 1.0, and you can see the uh, spreadsheet with all three drafts together. And then we each wrote up, you know, why we made that pick, mm-hmm. um, what the team looks like with that guy. Just a little short description, and those are at the bottom of the page. That's on the yep. bench at Thoughts from the Bench.
1: Sutton at 8. You're killing me, Dre.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're never going to let him live that one down. No, we so are not. Let us um, kind of transition over into – the all-star weekend and the nba at this point um do you want to talk about the nba as a whole or the all-star weekend first
1: i want to start let's do the nba as a whole kind of first off just because i i I think before we start with the all-star stuff it's kind of best to give like just a quick recap of what we kind of thought um i want to get your opinion on this what would you say so far so far this season what was the biggest story in the nba this year
0: um Cavs during the, the trade deadline for yeah. the calves that has to be in and, and for me like to turn over a, a roster like that is just whoo unbelievable
1: yeah it, it kind of says a lot and i brian winhorse wrote up a really good article um i think a couple days ago where he was looking at their uh, their salary situation for next year mm-hmm. uh, di- did you see how much they could be paying like payroll wise if you include the luxury tax it might be like I, in the that 300- came
0: up today and i did not yeah. go through it yeah so.
1: it was like Apparently, according to it, it could be three hundred something million they would pay in payroll, oh because like because the way that they look at it, like LeBron could opt out of his um opt out of his contract. Yep, you re-sign him. Rodney Hood is apparently on a restricted tender at twelve mil a year, so you got to re-sign him, and then you also got the you also got your topic. Who I'm pretty sure is gonna be like four or something mil, and then I don't know about the rest of the team, but like, but Hood and and LeBron could really kind of screw them over. And then but apparently there's like a thing where they're saying that, um where the owner, Dan Gilbert, just doesn't care. He just wants to win, which I kinda of call bullshit on. Now I, I
0: Yeah, I agree he probably doesn't care, but I don't think it's about winning. I think it's about uh realistically if you're gonna tell me that Dan Gilbert doesn't care, it's probably like he knows LeBron's gonna leave and, and honestly that team right now
1: is set up to sell tickets after LeBron leaves. No, and that that's kinda of something that I appreciated about the trade deadline is like I think the idea is to say, from the outside, you could kind of say that they're selling off a lot of pieces. But if you look at it from what the team's doing, he—they're trying to tell LeBron, "Hey, listen, we understand that you're gonna be—you want a big contract, and we want to keep you here. But in the end, we have to understand that we got to set ourselves up moving well, forward." They—they they basically said, you know, kind of a, a, a big screw you to LeBron, but not in
0: not in like a disrespectful way, but in a way that LeBron wants them to spend, and he wanted them, I'm sure. To get rid of that draft pick for the Nets and get someone big, and they basically said, "Look, LeBron, we're trading our pick. We're going to spend a lot of money. We did what you asked us to do. Are you going to stay or not?" Like, and they kind of put the ball in LeBron's court, which is yeah, not a good thing, not a good position for LeBron to be in. Because when LeBron makes moves, he likes to, and I mean, it's not a bad business model, and he's. No. But he wants to look like he was—he had his hands tied, and he made the decision that was best for him. Right, and, and
1: his, his perception, his perception, like immediately did change when he came back to Cleveland, because he kind of looked. Because when he left, the way that he left was just really, you know, it was it was messy yeah. to begin with. So I mean, if you kind of like turn yourself, turn your back on them again, I mean, what does that say about you? Yeah, and it, it's—I mean, that I—I don't
0: know. I just I've seen Clarkson play. I've seen Larry Nance play in person. Mm-hmm. Clarkson is an extremely talented guard with so much potential. I wanted the Lakers to hold on to him. Um, not, I mean, I, I don't mind it and Fry. I don't really think they help the Lakers at all.
1: No, because um, I mean it's it's a free agent after this year, and I'm pretty sure the Lakers aren't going to resign him. No. So it was kind of a weird, sad trade for me because I
0: I just like the youth, and I don't mind Larry leaving. No offense to Larry Nance, he's a good defender, mm-hmm. um, but he's kind of similar to Julius Randle in the way that, like, he's not... He's a weird in-between. Like, he would have been good a couple years ago. Like, he's not cat. He's not out here shooting threes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's not... I mean, you're a decent defender that can put up a double-double, but you're not gonna win a championship. And, I mean... You're a complimentary piece. Yes, and, yep. and that's what LeBron needs. That's not what a new team needs, but... um, No, no, and I mean, realistically, storylines that I do like that should be in the conversation are um, the fact that the Rockets are the best team in the NBA, or record in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, they're going to go down in history, I think, is the most offensively efficient team in NBA history. They're hitting more threes from farther away than, I think, the Warriors were when they broke records.
1: That That's kind of amazing to think about, especially when... Well, here's the other thing, too. When you kind of look at it, I was expecting the Rockets to kind of be a little different now, especially if Chris Paul was going to be the primary ball handler, and I wasn't expecting them to be as, you know, shooting heavy, as I was mm-hmm. I expecting, but... Yeah, you know what? It's incredible to watch them on the right offense. Man, um, it's amazing.
0: It's just three after three. They scored, I think, thirty plus points in the fourth quarter against the Timberwolves away, mm-hmm. like thirty one or something like that points, and and it was just off of threes. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable.
1: Another story that I would actually like to bring up is when you just mentioned the Timberwolves. It is so good to actually see the to see that talent coming together and starting yeah. to actually produce i was getting kind of scared that they
0: were always going to be the team that was young and good until one day that they just weren't yeah um but they got the they have the right guys now man i love yeah. i love jimmy I butler on that team. jimmy butler on the team was life-changing mm-hmm. um cats obviously developing into a great player uh i still i i got in an argument with a couple people that they were saying that if I, if you started the NBA tomorrow and you were the first pick and there was a fantasy draft. Yeah. So many people said I'd take cat. I'd take cat. I was like, I would take Anthony
1: Davis Me too. and Greek freak and Kevin Durant over him. Yeah. Yeah. I could say that. I mean, Anthony Davis definitely, because I, Anthony Davis just has this incredible wingspan. And he's just so physical down there. He's so great. And then, and then the Greek freak has, like, just kind of blown the roof He's off of a freak how and good he is. That's a
0: great nickname for him because it's yeah. unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I'm kind of thinking about some other stuff that has gone on in the NBA this year. Um, First off, I got to say, the the two coaches that got fired surprised me. Like, the Jason Kidd and David Fisdale. Kidd
0: surprised me a lot just yeah. because... It was a weird one that the team still wanted him, and it didn't seem like he was doing anything wrong. He just, mm-hmm. I think, in the eyes, he just wasn't doing anything right, which is different. Yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, it is what it is. And Fizz was sad. Yeah, um, I really enjoy him, and I would love to see him um, get a chance with the Clippers. We were talking about that the one day if Doc, I would like that too. step away. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But all right, let's uh, let's sneak into the All Star Weekend here. The first I want to talk about is the. Uh, Mountain Dew Kickstarter Rising Star Challenge, which is Team USA versus World Team. On the World Team, we got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Dylan Brooks, Joel Embiid, Buddy Hield, Lori Markkinen, who
1: I love. I I love Markkinen. I remember when what they steal. Me- remember when the Bulls drafted him, and like everyone said, he was gonna be a young Dirk. I mean, he had some growing to do, but oh, yep. he looks so good for them. Uh, also on the team, Jamal Murray, Frank uh, Nikitinna. Nit- is that how you pronounce? I thought it was Nicotina.
0: Now, there's an L in there. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Sabonis, um and Ben Simmons. Oh, I like That's a nasty team, man. On the U.S. team, which I don't know if – I don't think he's actually playing. Lonzo Ball's on the U.S. team. I don't no, I, I think he's hurt. Yeah, it says injured.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, they said uh, Darren Fox is replacing him. I'm okay with that. Oh, I am too. Yeah, so
0: he's hurt, and Malcolm Brogdon is hurt, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But they also, I mean, they have Jalen Brown, who's been absolutely killing it. uh, 14.1 points per game and five rebounds a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Collins with Atlanta, who has 10.2 points per game and 6.9 rebounds per game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Dunn, who's been killing it for the Bulls. Oh, my God. Chris
1: Chris Dunn getting a starting job has been great for them. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, he does. Um, Other guys in there De'Aaron Fox, Brandon Ingram. Kyle
0: kuzma donovan uh Mitchell, who's been did you see all his, his game winning clutch shots That dude is unbelievable he, right he's now. rookie of the year right now, yeah, I easily uh Taryn Prince, Dennis Smith jr, and Jason Tatum. The only reason I wouldn't say easily is because Ben Simmons is is technically a rookie
1: see this I actually w- wished that you brought this up earlier, and I'm kind of glad that we're doing this now, um. In terms of the rookie class this year, and I don't want to include Ben Simmons in this because I know this is his rookie season, but technically when he was drafted... I know, I do hate that. I know, but... I, know I, I hate that role too. But like, it, if I'm looking at this rookie class right now, we all said that this was going to be one of the best ever. The two guys who are easily have been the best so far this year have been Donovan Mitchell and um, Jason Tatum. And I think the reason for that is because of the culture they're in.
0: Yeah, I can agree Clearly. with that. I mean, I would argue... I'd argue with Kuzma. Okay. I, I mean, he obviously isn't this highly touted prospect, but man, he's—I mean, he's averaging almost 16 points a game with almost six rebounds yeah. on a Lakers team that um, just is full of young, positive talent. He's—he's he's not going to get rookie of the year, but he at least deserves a nod no. for the getting that drafted that late and performing this well. Yeah,
1: I think in terms of underrated prospect, he's—he's definitely—he's yeah. pr- definitely outshined his his spots. So I'll give him that. Um, Dennis Smith Jr.'s also been killing it. He's oh, been a dunk yeah. freak. Yeah, you know what, Rick Carlisle just I don't know what to say about him. Like I he knows what he's doing with those guys. So yeah. Bravo to him.
0: So let's get over um well I guess I'll ask first. You're going with the world team, I'm assuming?
1: <sighs> that's tough. Um, but yeah, I gotta go with the world team. Like I saw all the, all those guys Markinen, Sabonis, Ben Simmons, Jamal Murray. I mean, ugh, that's, that's not fair. I'll
0: take the US team then. That's really? Fine. Yeah. I'll I mean I it. mean you got the speed with Aaron Fox, you got the size. Um I guess not the size size, but you got John Collins in there who's tall and, and big and yeah. uh Tyron Prince who's, you know, physical enough. Mm-hmm. Um then I just like Jason Tatum and Kuzma a lot and I think Brandon Ingram's gonna take over that game and Jalen Brown is a pretty physical freak.
1: I think the world team has the has the size and the length to match up, but they have shooting. I it's so funny they still call Joel Embiid a rising star. <laughs> Do here's another question. Do you like this new concept over the rookie versus a uh, sophomore thing? No. <laughs> just by um, like, point. No, blank. I, okay,
0: yeah. No, I mean, okay. So the reason I like the rookie versus sophomore thing is just because it's guys that are fresh in the NBA versus the guys that had a year under their belt. I Actually, to be fair, I like this because I'm excited to see Buddy Heel be shooting and Joel Embiid rebounding. It's cool. I mean, it, it's just they're trying. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing as the All Star game itself. They're trying.
1: Yeah, they are. Um, Which we'll get to later, but we got some other stuff to yeah, get so, to first. <laughs> Let's get into
0: the uh, let's just go to the three point contest after that. Um uh-huh. so contestants Devin Booker, Wayne Ellington, Paul George, Bradley Bill, Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris, Kyle Lowry, and Eric Gordon. Um just kinda sad not to see Stefan Duran in there as well. Yeah. Um but I mean what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I guess I gotta go with Devin Booker. from the start. I I don't know, I just kinda like um he's such an, he's an underappreciated player. In the NBA, man. He really is. like yeah. He's the face of that Suns team, and no one watches him just kind of because like, how much they struggle. And I think if you put him on a stage like this, I think he's going to shine. So, yeah, I
0: love Devin Booker, man. He can just stroke and and really uh, – he's just a great shooter. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he put up 60 –
1: I think, yeah, he did. I think, I remember when he came out in his draft class, like, no one thought of him. as like, making a difference because, like, everyone saw that Kentucky class. I can't remember who was all in it, but, like, I think he had four Kentucky guys that went ahead of him. So, it was kind of like, yeah. So, like, he was just kind of, like, looked at and pushed to the side. I mean, you kind of
0: have to think Clay. I I like Bradley Beal here. I think Bradley Beal can shoot well. Kyle Lowry, meh. (laughs) Eric Gordon won it last year, and he's on the Rockets, so all he can do is shoot threes. Kyle Lowry kind of makes no sense to me. I don't understand. He's got a good percentage. Yeah. He's okay. I mean, he'll he'll be fine in this. Tobias Harris, I'm excited to see, mm-hmm. just because he's a different style of player that can shoot threes. Harris is having a
1: great year, man. Yeah. He, he deserves this. So and uh, it's
0: it's nice to see Paul George there as well. <laughs> just to
1: just add some star power.
0: Yeah. So you got Booker winning.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Booker. I'll say um, I'll say I'll say George actually would probably challenge him, but I gotta go with Booker.
0: I'm gonna take the op- obvious pick and go Clay. Okay. Um, I think Clay's gonna sit here and. Because I think the past couple of years the Warriors have taken this as a kind of a joke because they who they
1: are. Yeah, that's kind of um, why. That's kind of why I'm not even considering Clay. In this, well, and honestly. I just
0: I think Clay's going to say, "Oh, Steph's not here, Durant's not here. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to win it. <laughs> I'm just going to go there and win it. <laughs> All so. right. I mean, I could I could see that. Uh, the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. I this is my second favorite thing that they do this weekend. Actually, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, sadly, Kristaps won't be in it, which is oh yeah. Ugh. I was kind of sad about that, but they have Lou Williams, Andre Drummond, Jamal Murray, Buddy Hield, Loui Markkinen, Al Horford, Joel Embiid, and Spencer Dwindle. Why? Why is Al Horford in there? I have no idea. It's just ridiculous
1: to have a skills <laughs> challenge. I don't know. I liked it when it was
0: just straight up point guards going crazy, but yeah, it's funny to have Joel Embiid. In it's kind.
1: It's kind of funny seeing big guys do this actually, which makes it better. Um, oh yeah, Kristaps not being in it kind of sucks, but yeah.
0: Um, I mean technically. Cat wanted in sixteen, mm-hmm. um, and Porzingis beat Gordon Hayward last year, <laughs> so Gordon is in it too. I, it's that's sad, but if you're gonna time my or put a bullet to my head on this one, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Sweet Lou, Lou Williams for the Clippers.
1: Okay, I can see that. Um... <sighs> or just... actually, you
0: know, I, there's another guy on there that I'm. I, I wish. Oh, that's tough. I love Jamal Murray.
1: Yeah. Um, but I'm sticking with Sweet Lou. You're sticking with Sweet Lou. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> I could totally just kind of shock you and just go with Joel and but yeah, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, pick, it's the like, funny part about it's, it. It. it's funny, but um uh, You know what? I'll go Jamal Murray. It just makes too much sense. Yep. All right, I gotta right. go, Murray. Let's
0: get off of that terrible topic. Yeah, that that's <laughs> just, that
1: that. Oh my god! Like the group they have there is just like what?
0: To probably the thing that I'm the most excited about outside of just the All Star Game, the mm-hmm. Slam Dunk Contest. Oh god, I love the Slam Dunk well, Contest, and I think it, it recently just came back thanks to Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Oh, um, it was kind of a BS event for the longest
1: time because like, I, because like none of the big stars would do it. Yeah, it just kind of pisses you off after a while. I just
0: wanted. To see Blake Griffin go up against LeBron James in a dunk contest,
1: yeah, and then you know what? Dwight Howard actually had some good moments too. Underrated dunk that Dwight Howard actually did. It was the one before Superman. He like um, he did a dunk and then also put a sticker on the backboard to like say yeah, how high up he that got. That was cool. I love that one, and no one talks about it. All they care about is the goddamn Superman stuff.
0: So it's Victor Oladipo from the Pacers. Larry Nance Jr. from the Cavs, Dennis Smith Jr. from the Mavericks, and Donovan Mitchell from the
1: Jazz. Now that's a great lineup. Larry Nance
0: was supposed to do it last year, had a knee injury. Mm -hmm. Um, Oladipo can do 360s in game. Mm -hmm. Dennis Smith Jr. has been throwing it down, which is insane. Aaron Gordon was supposed to be in it, but he withdrew to injury.
1: I don't know. Who do you got? Well, first off, I love the fact that a lot of these guys, like, aren't, you know, the prototypical, like, really tall, like six eleven. Yeah, I think Larry's probably the tallest guy. Yeah, and he's not yeah, Larry's not that, that big of a guy, but he's like six nine, I think. Okay. But oh my god. This is gonna be that's gonna be a fun dunk one Well, contest. Victor's Oladipo's like six he's six four. Mm-hmm. Uh um, Oladipo I thought was shorter than that for some
0: reason. Larry Nance is six nine. Mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Junior uh I don't even see his height on here. He might not be that tall. <laughs> They're just, he's so short, they just left him on there. But that dude, can, uh, that dude can throw down. I'm excited about yeah. that, man. Um, and Donovan Mitchell. I want to see what he can do. Like, uh, I th- I like him, but I want to see what he can do because he's replacing
1: Aaron Gordon. Right. So, that'll be a fun one. You know what? That's going to be fun. Like, I was going to say Oladipo is probably my favorite, but you know what? That Donovan Mitchell kind of surprises me a little. I could see him maybe maybe doing something, but I got to go to Depot, man. I love... <laughs> Oladipo's having probably...
0: Oh, he's killing it this year.
1: Were you expecting Oladipo to be this good? I liked Oladipo in Orlando. I thought he
0: could have done... Him and Alfred Payton down there and Aaron Gordon, I really thought they had something coming. When he went to OKC... Everyone was like, "Oh, great, David! I thought he was going to be good. Right. I did not think he was going to be the leader of a team in his career, right. the way he is with the Pacers. But I really think he's a good player.
1: I think, I think the way it kind of worked was like when he was in Orlando, that's where he developed his skills. When he was in Oklahoma City, that's where he learned to win. And then now he's combining the two in Indiana. Yeah. I think that uh, that's just kind of the great representation for the season he's having. So, I, I'm, I, I want to see a win this." So let's get into
0: team Lebron team Lebron versus team Stefan. Team Lebron has so many injuries. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of says a lot, right there. <laughs> let's go. I mean, it's so his starting lineup was going to be Demarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James. Demarcus Cousins obviously hurt. Mm-hmm. He now, I mean, he also has Demarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, Goran Dragic, Andre Drummond, Paul George. Uh, Kevin Love's obviously injured. Yeah. He has a depot. He had Kristaps who was injured. He got <laughs> Kemba Walker, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook. Um,
1: Boy, Russell Westbrook on your bench is just like it's just crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's. Um, so let's go to Team Curry. Steph got Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, James Harden starting. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, Al Horford, Dame, Kyle Lowry, Clay, and Cat. Cat on your bench, and Dame. Oh, my gosh. That's not fair. He has D'Antoni coaching where Dwayne Casey from the Raptors is coaching the East. Um, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm I'm going Team Steph easily. Easily. Come on. I think Team LeBron had a great shot before Cousins um, got hurt, and Love got hurt, and just did. And then Porzingis got hurt. And was yeah, like, Porzingis. Yeah. That would have been fun. But yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, starting lineups alone, I mean, it's LeBron and KD and Kyrie, Anthony Davis, that's going to do some damage. But mm-hmm. bench-wise, I like Draymond, Jimmy Butler, Al Horv. I love Dame as one of my favorite players right now. He's yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And to have Cat coming off the bench. Um, not really a huge fan of DeMar DeRozan and Joel Embiid starting an All-Star game. Yeah. No offense to them.
1: I, I just think I think DeRozan is kind of having just such a great year that it's kind of, you oh, know. And the
0: Toronto fan base always votes him in very highly. So right. He is
1: Toronto's all-time leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think Steph and James Harden are just gonna pull up from everywhere. I, I will say this: um, other All Star games have tried to do the whole like you know fantasy draft concept and stuff. I think this is gonna be the. I think the NBA is the right league for this.
0: I thought it was well in the uh, NHL.
1: Yeah, but I, I think the NHL's format right now is much better because they're. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're divided by divisions, then they do like a tournament for charity and stuff, and I just think that works. But no, I I definitely think that. The, the NBA is the perfect one because the NBA has the league with their players are bigger than the conferences
0: yeah and, and you see their faces there's no helmets it's not really matched up with anything I think it's a
1: right the perfect situation for them but yeah look at you sounding a little clearer on the mic right yeah, there man've been
0: twisting it around forever <laughs> these mics I mean they're they're super cool but like even if you're on one side of the mic to the other side, the inside mic is different than the mic on the inches. Yeah.
1: I really wish we had a video just like watching us like try and play around with these no, fucking mics. I don't think honestly, wants to see that.
0: I don't know. I feel like it'd be entertaining to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> so, last thing we wanted to talk about uh, before we do a draft to finish off is is the
1: Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been watching it all? Um, here and there, uh, I try to follow along, um, the, the one that, the one that everyone always talks about is Sean White, you know, kind oh of seeing
0: God, it was the greatest run I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: The, that ending was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, uh, Micha- Michaela Schriffen uh, won her, won her gold, I think yesterday too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I kinda, I got a little thrown off by, by it too, because I remember like seeing a press conference where someone asked her if she would be like the Michael Phelps of her yeah. thing. And I was like, What? No, come on. Like, there's no way. Like, Phelps won, like... He's the greatest Olympian of a time. Like, ever. And it's kind of hard for me to picture her doing that. Like, no offense to her or anything, but even she was, like, kind of, like, thrown off by the question. You have
0: to be in a position to have a sport that can have you do four Olympics, basically. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, And a lot of... I mean, it's just... I don't know did uh, Chloe Kim also her half pipe run was one of the greatest things I've ever seen too
1: Chloe Kim was awesome the one thing that i I, I kind of find funny about snowboarders is that they start them young man
0: she's seventeen and yeah she and I
1: think um who was murdered who was um who was the the guy that won the uh the male version was like red um red something Sean white no no no. no. there was like another guy who won before white like whites was yesterday there was another guy before that the half pipe I don't know about half pipe but like it was like the male version of oh, Fuck, I can't remember the name but whatever. But, yeah, Chloe Kim was awesome.
0: Oh, I, the kid you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, God, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, whatever. I know who
0: you're talking about. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll cut him out. But, like, no, Chloe Kim. <laughs> Chloe Kim's story was even great, too, just for the fact that she wanted in South Korea where... Redmond Gerard. Yeah, Redmond Gerard. Slope
0: Girard. style skiing. Uh,
1: okay. Oh, skiing? Fuck. Um, I don't know why I did No, that. you're right. Snowboarding. Slope style snowboarding. Okay. But, like, no, Chloe Kim's whole story is amazing, especially for the fact that she wanted in the country that her dad immigrated from. Yeah. And then that, that that right there is just it's awesome and then seeing the reaction after after they won and like her parents celebrating that's what the olympics are all about oh, right? her dad
0: is celebrating was awesome yeah <laughs> um, i love curling i found there's a pittsburgh <laughs> curling club and
1: it's i'm I, i'm going to sign up to
0: go and try out oh my god and i want to i want to get video footage of it and
1: My dad loves curling. He's the
0: greatest sport to watch. He
1: he cannot get enough of it. He got so thrown off because I guess like the I guess curling this year decided to do a mixed team with men and women. And it was (laughs) a
0: brother and sister for the USA.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I you know what? Yeah, curling I will say like curling gets a lot of bad rap for not being physical, but there's a lot Dude,
0: can you imagine like so if you watch them, the bottom of their shoe can grip onto the ice. So they when they're sliding down, they're on the sides of their feet. Right. And it's so cool. Yeah. I the sweeping is kind of weird. I don't like that, but it's the coolest thing.
1: No, it, it's basically just like a giant version of shuffle puck. <laughs> that's <laughs> not, that's essentially yeah. what it is. It, it's kinda, it's kind of it's kind of neat though, and I I would enjoy playing it. I feel like it would be kind of fun. All right, so let's get into the draft we're going to do today. Oh. Greg and I are going to be and we decided this
0: before the show. We're going to be drafting like we always do. Um uh, other athletes, we want to do Olympic sports, summer or winter. Um how many do you want to do let's do five all right so we're gonna pick the athletes they have to be athletes alive and playing their sport right now (laughs) all right um and it can be winter or summer olympics but it can't be their sport obviously like you can't have sid play hockey that's fine obviously no that's fine um so basketball guys can't play basketball this and that other
1: athletes though we want to see play the olympic sport greg you're up first okay um hmm the one that I actually was going to do, I was going to do Tyree Kill as like a sprinter, but I can't do that because he was he was a sprinter in college. That's true. Yeah, so that, that would be kind of, that's a little bit of cheating, so I need to kind of rethink my thought process. Um, <laughs> actually, did you know that as an Olympic sport, water polo is a sport? Yeah. Yeah? I watch it every year. Okay. So I, I'm going to go that route. I'm going to say for water polo, I want Greek Freak.
0: Oh, because think yeah. about,
1: yeah, think about that length that you got in the pool going on right there to block. And then also not even to just shoot, I'm glad but you
0: didn't take mine because mine's very similar. Uh,
1: I was going to say, but like you have that, like you have that reach that you got going on, just like fire it right into the net. I like that.
0: I'm taking Anthony Davis for just swimming. Oh, that's scary because he basically has the same body type as Phelps, except he's taller.
1: Yeah, Here's a question. Do you think being tall would kind of be a hindrance in the pool?
0: No. Reach.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Michael Phelps won a gold medal with just the fingertip. Yep. So that
0: makes sense. Um, the next one I am gonna do. I'm trying to think of some unique, funny Olympic sports. <laughs> um, I feel like making people do curling really isn't justice because you don't see their yeah, but it, but ability. it would still be
1: fun though. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It would be fun.
0: <laughs> um, I would like to see. <laughs> I'm gonna take the whole Golden State Warriors roster do bobsledding. And I mean, oh my God! I want Durant, Draymond, Clay, and Steph to do bobsledding.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's great!
0: I just want to see uh, them in a four-person bobsled team. Those four guys. Okay.
1: Um. Uh, I got I got one, but like I didn't know if like is he retired or not. Is Vince Wilfork retired?
0: Yeah, it's fine. Damn it! it don't oh, matter. You oh, you're good. A, yeah. I'm okay,
1: tired. I want Vince Fork doing luge. <laughs> Yeah, he'll get stuck in
0: the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, that'd be funny as hell, though. <laughs> nah, no, that's a good one. Um, I would like to see what is what is it called the thing where you're skiing and it's a bunch of hills. Uh, and you're hitting it side to side. Mogul. Oh, mogul. Okay. I want to see JJ Watt do the mogul. <laughs> <laughs> Any reason? He's huge, and I just think seeing him in the ski outfit's funny. And to see him have to tuck his knees down to his face
1: going over those mountains, Mm -hmm. I just think it would be funny. Okay. Um, I like this one because it fits him. I want Carson Wentz to do Mm. biathlon. Yep. Because it fits him. That's actually really good. He's a hunter, hunter, so it will work perfectly for him.
0: And he's from North Dakota, so he obviously skis to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's actually a really good one. Um, let's see. What other sports do I like to watch? Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to take one that I think is actually good. I'm going to do what? Russell Westbrook gymnastics.
1: Oh, Oh, okay. I like that. Um, Imagine
0: him like flipping around and and him on the horse and doing the rings. And I think, I think he would slaughter gymnastics. I mean, he's just, he's just small enough that he's not really that small. And he's probably, he's actually huge for that sport. But physical wise, he's a phenom.
1: Okay. Uh, since I brought up since I brought up his speed, I want to see Darren Fox do do a hundred meter sprint. Okay. Yeah, I want to do that. I don't know. I just got, I had to like think of someone that I that I know is really fast, and I I didn't want to do Tyree Hill because like I know he's a sprinter, so I was kind of like, okay, who's the fastest guy that I am thinking of, and it has to be Darren Fox. Yeah, I don't know who else I would do. Hmm. So
0: I'm gonna make Steph Curry a two sport athlete in the Olympics. So when he's done bobsledding
1: bobsledding, put him on
0: the uh put him on the golf team. Oh crap, I forgot golf he is a he's almost a scratch golfer. That is impressive. Especially yeah that's like a four handicap or something like that. It's insane. But he plays with like Obama and and and, yeah I I think he would actually do well.
1: Okay. I like that. Um all right so I'm on my last one. Let me think about this. This is gonna be tough. Uh About this um okay this is gonna be like r- really really kind of odd but half pipe i want to see ab doing it
0: yeah i can see that i, ca- I
1: can i could kind of see it because a- <laughs> ab's a physical freak that like i think he's got like the if he's in midair he can do like he can do some shit up there that i think would be really <laughs> unique man that's funny but, yeah i I, um... I know like i didn't know what else to do and i was kind of like all right i like that all right, that's, uh, you know, guys, that's all we got for today. It's been a slow week of sports, but that is um, Deacon Greg here on Two Beers. D. Is there anything you want to say before we're done, Greg? Um, I can't believe we went through a whole one without me taking a sip of beer, so this is going to be hard <laughs> moving forward.
0: Uh, yeah, Greg gave up beer for Lent because uh, it sucks. Yeah, don't remind me. And i not drinking beer tonight because I'm hungover still. After two days, that's impressive. I'm getting old. All right, guys. Thank you. We are out. Peace.